Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And uh, this. Oh, shit. And I fucked it up completely. Oh, um, not to worry. Come here. I'm uh, just so yeah, excited hi. to be oh, back with you. Kaki, Kaki, yes. Yeah. Hello. Good that we found. Uh, I found you. It's like. Uh, yes. Yes, here I'm you so are. Glad. What are you doing here? Like you're completely in the wrong section of the library. I got a little bit lost because yes. I, I, I'm no longer able to see in the ultraviolet spectrum. I'm just doing oh. one of my fun callbacks earlier in the episode that we that we continue to enjoy. And now oh. we're back together. No, again. we're, we're we not doing those we, anymore. We're not. No, no, we're not. Oh, like no, no, we we, we stopped doing those because it was not not a good idea. Wait, like, when did we? I mean, we haven't recorded the podcasts in the in the oh, in the, in oh like no, no, or three, no, two no, or three weeks. That's right. Yes, no, we 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 need to like like start making more very quickly because we're yes. running out of schedule. No, Yes, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. Because we, I've, but I've no been... callbacks anymore. No callbacks. Okay, no, no, that's no. Fine. That's like we're, we're taking this in, in the new year. We're taking this in the new direction. So, oh, see, I like that. Yes. Yeah. No, Very I completely good. support that. Yes. Yes. A, a, a new year, a new, a new us, and like a, a bit of a new look for you. Is that a, is that a trench coat you're wearing? It is. It's, it's like I thought it would be a good idea to like you know be a little bit more um, you know covered up, concealed, like and like, and like pencil thin. Like wa- the, the waistline is is impressive. Oh yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate. Yes, I appreciate that. Good, good luck. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's a, that's a fun thing that you yes, do. Yes, sort of it's the, like the, the it's kind of like the royal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. we're doing that. It's uh, yeah, very good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you may you may like uh, look at your diet a little bit. I mean, you are getting a little bit dark around the eyes. Oh yeah, I've, I'm not having enough sleep. It's like no, I've been looking for you. No. So oh, I've been looking for you everywhere. It's oh. like completely the library and trying to find where you where, where you wandered off to where did you suddenly wander off look uh, as far as i know i mean i just i just camped out as i as i usually do and then i i uh, uh, i set the usual uh, signal fire with blank paper uh, yeah. uh, that i that i do to just to, to to let you know where to find me so we can yeah. we can do the we can do the podcast mm. um and then you know the equipment just didn't descend from the sky like oh. it usually does okay and and you didn't appear and i was i was terribly worried so did, I, did I, you wash your dinner did i did i wash i mean I, 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 I bad things happen when you don't wash your dinner. Tense. No, your dinner. You have to wash your dinner, otherwise bad things happen. Oh. So maybe maybe that's what you did last night, and therefore. Well, I mean, before the cooking, yeah, you no. usually wash the no, no. wash the ingredients, before but the then cooking. you serve it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well. Oh. Maybe maybe it's just I mean it's probably just your lack of sleep because you've been so worried about me and I've been worried about you. I have been you. worried sick. Oh good. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so very nice of you. Yeah. So I've been uh, uh, like I've been I've been out on the the. I mean, it's it, it's a bit of a callback, but the three gold three is the is the vehicle that 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 I've been cycling around on. Is that is that yeah. okay if I mention I mean, is that? that? What's that? What you call that thing? Oh yes, of course. Yes, that's what yes. we. Yes, you, you did yeah. decide that you, we were going to call it. that. Maybe you should take a little like, take a little sit down. Maybe you, okay. Like, well, we're going to have to record the podcast anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. really, how did you end up in the uh, in the Bangsian literature? It's like. In the what? The Bangsian literature. The, what Bangsian? Bangsian, I, Bangsian is a it's a particular genre. It uh, deals with uh, historical characters. But uh, not in their own time period, but historical characters in the afterlife. Oh, whoa! Uh, oh, wait, is is it sort of like um, oh, what's it called? Uh, River World. Yes, that's, that's. I think that's over there on the shelf there. Wow! By by Philip Jose Farmer. Why the, why isn't it why isn't it like called Farmerian fiction? Well, because instead? I mean, it's not just him who done it. Well, who's Bangs then? I don't know. It's just what it's called, Bangsian. Okay, it's just well, that particular genre is what that it's seems, called. And you're, I, I'm kind of a little bit surprised that you'd end up here. It like seems a bit oddly auspicious, but let's. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh dear. Well, no, never mind that. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I've just been. I mean, on the one hand, it sort of feels like I've been riding in circles. On the other hand, like I don't recognize any you, of the places that I've returned to. Oh. So it's it's kind of a complicated thing to explain. Well, the library is a bit like that. The things do seem to like. Did they move around? Well, you move around. 
Uh, yes, yes. If you look at your Beagle 3, you see that the wheels on one side are worn much more than on the other side. So I guess Whoa. you've been going around in circles. So I must have, I must have been. And, and here was me thinking that I was being very clever because I found a, uh, uh, after, after I despaired at your, at your absence, I found raccoon droppings. What? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that, yes, I will, I will, I would follow this trail. Uh, some of them did turn out to be decoy trails. I, 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 oh, they, someone must have not been cleaning up properly. The, uh, Yes, definitely. Like we sh- you should have a word with your gnomes. Oh, sh- uh, no callbacks. I'm sorry. Oh, gnomes. Yeah, about those. Tax, no, exactly. Tax and frauds. Okay, so we'll we'll just uh, no. I like this idea of just just moving forward uh, with. with God, please are- calling us gnomes. I'm right. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I really like this 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 self plural thing, and I and I like your sort of mutton chops, like the the facial hair is really. I've been preening that. Yeah, yes. yeah, it looks uh, it looks it looks great in your when you twirl it with your with your rather dainty little hands there. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what do we have in store for our readers this week? Yes, uh, this week's book is A Black Star Chronicles by DJ Arneson. And I think he might have made a bit of a better DJ than a writer. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Sorry, being, am, am I being harsh here? Spoilers, spoilers. Uh, spoilers, well, we only review books we like here. So that's, that's right. So DJ Arneson and Tony Tallarico, it's a, it's a, it's a two for one. How does that work with the screenwriter girls' rules? Maybe it's like in, in Dungeons and Dragons, maybe it's Killing Blow, that if you, if you both hold a pen while you, yeah. while you. But no, but there's, there's specific rules. If the screenplay is by something and someone else, then they worked on it together. Yes, if as it a is, team. Yeah, if it is worked by this person and then other person then they worked on it subsequently or something and sometimes they don't get credited at all like Carrie Fisher yes she made her career in Hollywood I mean after obviously being a fantastic actress who introduced us all to Princess Leia Organa in Star Wars and the the girlfriend slash nun was she in Blues Brothers she had the bazooka uh, at one point yes I think so uh, and those crazy roles she became rather a prominent script doctor oh, in, in it's, Hollywood it's just like fixing problematic scripts yes, yes yes improving like the character development like she she made quite a career out of that even I don't know if she worked on the prequels okay. of Star Wars no idea it's possible that she, I that did, she didn't I did come across a lovely little uh, thing uh, earlier today about Carrie Fisher someone was like voicing concern about the way she was dressed in uh, The Return of the Jedi and it's like how should I explain to my kid that you were wearing that gold bikini and that, and that yeah. outfit and she's like well just tell them that a mean slug made me wear it and I killed him for it <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah the <laughs> Oh, yes, thank you. She drowned in moonlight, strangled by By her her own bra. bra. Yes, Uh, bless her. (laughs) So, yes, back to Black Star Chronicles. What we have on the front cover is, like, very prominently the two uh, protagonist characters, uh, Ming the Motiveless and, of course, Flash Yeet Gordon. (laughs) Yes, read the back cover. Yes, sorry. Um, The wise intergalactic mediator Ming the Motiveless struggles to maintain democracy and peace among the stars when the charismatic Yale poloist Flash Heat Gordon sets out in his rocket ship Manifest Destiny to colonize uncivilized space by spreading the gospel of neo-lip capitalism and training malcontents in guerrilla tactics to install regimes friendly to Flash's imperialist interests. Wow, these back cover synopses are so comprehensive. They're, it's, it's they're good. It growing brings, increasingly yeah. dense, I've it, noticed. It gives a good idea of what's going on. We have the large head of a straight, black-haired, uh, uh, worried-looking man mm. with, with, with really kind of... Like, how would you describe this facial hair? Science fiction. 
Yeah, because like the, nobody has hair growing there in there. Right, because it's like it descends from the nostrils yeah. and then flows sideways around the lips and then up along the underside yeah. of the lower I mean, lip. You, you have the little goatee, but and and the little the side, soul patch. I the soul patch, that's, right? That's right. Yeah, goatee is the chin th- uh, part. I've never actually seen one who has that connected to their full mustache. I mean, I guess there must be someone on the planet who's just like got such a full beard that you could technically shave that out. Oh yeah. Flying in front of him, we see the. Uh, Manifest Destiny, yes, the and in chip. the background, Flash, uh, um, Yeet, Yeet Gordon. Gordon making his O face. Like, <laughs> yes, the, that he's famous for making when he plays polo at oh, Yale. Oh, yes, it's, it's like when he scores a goal. Oh, he's like, oh, oh. oh, I don't like that noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our story starts with heavy, uh, oh, how, how is it? Oh, uh, heavy. Lies the weary lies the head on which rests the what's that expression? How does that go? I'm not sure. Uh, weary lies the head that lies on the devil's idle pillow. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's about like the 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 great responsibility of maintaining peace in the in in the galaxy through, mm-hmm. through oh Mings yes uh, yes of course who has to constantly like evaluate his his own potential ulterior motives so that he can come into any mediation with a with a clean conscience yes make sure that he is absolutely like the impartial mediator that he has uh, that has made his career to be and that he's not yeah. uh, that his thoughts are not clouded by Temptation. ulterior motives yes, or desires exactly. which uh, which are not appropriate for the situation Unlike the scene where we see uh, Yeet coming in for the first time when he is like happily strutting about his ship and humming the unofficial uh, motto of his uh, organization. Oh, yes. He's kind of like muttering to himself like, these are the voyages of the starship Manifest Destiny. It's continuing mission to expand dominion, oppress native civilizations, to boldly signal virtual that nobody has signaled before. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, boldly signal. Signi virtual. Signal that's, I, a, that's a new one. No, 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 no. no. You, said, you, you read it correctly. I, I read it in the book as well. So, what do you think it means? What do you think virtualing Signi? It might be Signi Four that they're referring that's to. Probably it. Yeah. yeah, the the imaginary planet. So we have these. Whole planets are made up. Okay. <laughs> yes, they're made up of metal. Yeah. Ask an astrophysicist. It's correct. Mostly hydrogen. What? Or aluminum, isn't it? What? Aluminum is the most common element metal on the planet in the planets, isn't it? So I've probably haven't asked this before, but what exactly are metals? Oh well, depends on whom you ask. I mean, I I believe that if we look at uh, Mr. Medvedev's fantastic in- discovery of the the periodic table, it is a pretty huge swath. Oh yes, I think it's pretty much anything that forms a more or less crystalline structure. In- because it used to mean historically oh. it, anything hard that comes out of the ground, those are yeah. metals. So the, the the joke that diamond is the hardest metal known to me, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, well, diamond is carbon. Yes. yes, and it forms a crystalline structure. So it does. It, yeah. it, it is part of the. the but then you've metallic. got the noble. Then you've got the noble gases, and you've got the. I mean, I yes, it'll be hard pressed to call those metals well mercury is a metal yes despite being liquid at, at, at room temperature yeah. and i believe one of the requirements is also that it's i mean that it's that it's hard and that it can have a lustrous appearance in its in its either raw or okay. polished form well so it's um, got to be shiny yeah i suppose diamond meets that criteria so metal mostly means shiny that makes sense i, I noticed your eyes going just a little shiny. bit more delighted yes yeah oh. so well we'll have to see if we can find you some uh, some some fun metal uh, metal thing mm. but yes the the intercutting between flashes sorry yeet's voyage on the uh, manifest destiny and ming's uh, fretting it's very interesting how through these two scenes we drop in media res in both of them that happen concurrently uh, reveal 
how this situation came to came to be because the thing that Ming is 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 fretting about is he recently tried to to do something new rather than waiting for for conflicts to emerge and then stepping in quietly getting both sides to talk to each other and understand one another and and hopefully find a, a resolution he figured that he could save the galaxy a lot of trouble by preparing one of these primitive planets, these up-and-comers, this this Earth that had just been discovered in the J system or the K system or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe maybe signal the virtual signal, whatever we just said. Yeah. That, that, that one thing the that virtual, we just said. Virtual signaling. He sent the Peace Rocket Hector off to this this planet that mm-hmm. was rife with war and pollution and was developing a, a space program such that if in its current condition it joined the galactic community, it would certainly uh, uh, cause immense uh, trouble and dissent and, 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 and possibly war among the others. So he decided to try and help this planet along by reversing its its pollution. So the, the peace rocket Hector arrives in, in orbit of, uh, uh, of Earth and sends down peace rays, which cause a series of, of depolluting, I mean, it, they are considered disasters. Like there uh. are some, there is some flooding. There are some earthquakes. Uh. Never mind the, the, this volcanic eruption results in the formation of a brand new oxygen-producing jungle, and that the changing of the temperatures results in the flourishing of the, the nitrogen sequestering algae. Well, it's and, like yeah, the, the 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 output from the volcano actually p- puts a bit of a halt to the global warming effect. Yeah, by putting out like the uh, the, what is it, the nitrogen dioxides or whatever it is that they put up in high one in the those, atmosphere. One of those cool things. Like it seems uh. a very cool. Place. Plan that Ming's figured out. Yeah, like you said, it's a little bit more above his usual. Yeah. Uh, bring together and mediate. It's it's taking a much more active role. And unfortunately, by the warlike humans, all of this is interpreted as oh, we must be under attack. And they discover through their telescopes the planet. Yes, planet Mongo Jerry, which is of ah, course, yeah. uh, which is which is Hurtling of course toward uh, them. Ming, well, yeah, which is of course <laughs> Ming's home planet. Yeah, uh, where he is the wise and benevolent ruler. Through the uh, telescopes, they see the rays being f- uh, fired off. I guess they're weird hyperspace travel rays, which you can see even from a, though from you're a planet. Yeah, yeah which are like gravitational lensing effect, something like that. Yes. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. It, it's interesting how well that's developed in the uh, in, in the, the canon. Yeah, sort of naturally, this really complicated stuff is, is, is just mentioned like yes of course you can see these hyper light weapons entirely from, casual no from, uh, it's not like a, it's not a weapon it's not, it's not a weapon it's a hyper light blessing I suppose more than a <laughs> the episode title <laughs> thank you very much uh, so yeah the peace rocket Hector is is sent by by Ming to intercept mm-hmm. uh, Yeet and the Manifest Destiny, mm-hmm. uh, under the command of Admiral Cletus, uh, yes, who who wears the sort of shiny, shiny, yeah, shiny yeah, face mask, shiny. yeah, Ooh, I like yeah. shiny. It's very cool, isn't it? <laughs> and and he's the, the the first to make contact with uh, the Manifest Destiny, crewed by uh, Flash Yeet Gordon, mm-hmm. the male poloist, and his girlfriend Melania Dale Arden. That's an interesting name for a uh, Melania. Yeah, isn't Dale. it? I don't know where that's. Uh, you have to wonder why she's even there. Generally, she just sort of stands around with her lips slightly parted. And her, because and her she was in the comic. Eyes squinting. Yes, yes. And she, even in the comics of uh, the Black Star Chronicles, she did she mm. did sort of look bewildered most of the time while various war crimes were happening. Around. Yeah, well, there's a lot of war crimes going on here. So the uh, initial confrontation between the rocket ship Manifest Destiny and the Peace Rocket Hector does not go very well, does it? No, it's a bit of a confrontation. Yeah. Uh, there's like a bit of posturing, gun ports are opened, warning shots are fired, and eventually it's the direct in-person meeting of uh, Prince Boring with uh, Melania, <laughs> yes. uh, who are uh, have, a, have a little face-to-face and a little 
little bit more than face to face later on, but that, uh, <laughs> yes. as there's like Rikeresque levels of bedroom eyes being made back and forth between the two. Oh uh, yes, oh the the brilliant Commander Will Riker from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Who, yes. oh, I, I saw a lot of, of of Riker in Prince Boring, like the the extreme interest in in adapting to other people's culture. And the, the delight that yes. he takes in it. Based on the situation on the planet, Yeet moves on in and starts like making grand political statements, working behind the scenes with the the local politicians, especially ah, yes. General Kale being one of the major generals on Earth who is working yes. uh, with him. She's the she's the real counterpart to uh, to Ming the motiveless, isn't she? Because she's she's very profoundly yes. motivated by. You know, there's an interesting fact about kale, by the way. When you're cooking it, if you add coconut oil. Oh. It makes it much easier to scrape into the trash can afterwards. <laughs> now, now. I'm sure there's people who have managed to make kale into something edible. Actually, I love kale. It's very good if you like make it with boiled potatoes and then give it a good wash and then like... Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And just and just wash off the kale. You know, and like left with the sausage because like sausage. No, okay, wait. Where did the sausage come from? That's what you traditionally serve with mashed potatoes and kale. Oh, okay. And then you just get rid of the mashed potatoes and the, then and you the kale. Wash, and yeah, then you, you wash that off and then you've got the sausage left. Oh, nice. Wash that off. That's such a curious... I mean, maybe that's just one of those culinary descriptors, like uh, uh, disappointing yes. the vegetables. When you... Yeah, that's how it goes. That's <laughs> yeah. how we do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I always learn so much from the... It's, hey, it's, I've, it's, I've missed this so it's much. It's much better to disappoint the vegetables than to be disappointed by the vegetables. <laughs> Certainly in the case of kale, wow. <laughs> we're we're much more judgmental of vegetables than we usually are, aren't we? It's like vegetables are like, you know, they're there if you absolutely need them. But there's so much better things to be found. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like like when you find a good loot box by the side of the road and it's like you just like, dive right box. in. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, those things that they have on the side by streets. Uh, got, describe them roughly. It's, roughly it's, the it's, it's usually cylindrical, sometimes with a mesh outside and then there's a plastic bag in then. And there's all sorts of like really uh, yeah, great yeah, things. A bin, in. A, no, no, a loot box. A trash bin. Okay, no. Okay. Well, I must be thinking of something else. I just think yeah. about uh, like someplace where you throw garbage and then, and then you know, oh. uh, it has all these meshes on it to keep the to keep like animals and vermin yeah, out. Yeah, loot boxes. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Clearly, we, I mean, maybe we just grew up in different parts of the country. That's I guess probably, so. It's like, that's that's probably it. it. Yeah. So... This is the kind of rationalization that that Ming the Motiveless has has been subjecting himself to because he feels tremendous guilt for for causing this situation, and he now sees the rocket ship Manifest Destiny has landed on the planet Monko Jerry, and Gordon is is proselytizing this this rather like conflict ridden philosophy. So Ming raises the alarm level in order to uh, get the security forces up to a state of mm-hmm. readiness, and he raises it to the level of yellow peril. That's yes. the alert level. He's on the alert level yellow peril because it's it's a, it's a very peril situation. It is. Yeah, it turns out that um, uh, Yeet is working for the uh, Capitalist Insurgents Agency, who is uh, uh, now yeah. trying to uh, who's now trying to like destabilize the government on Mungo Jerry. Yes, by fomenting rebellion among the jet men and the shark men, obviously, they're the major races on on Mungo Jerry, but you also have these 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 feathered fiends mm-hmm. um, which are the Hawk Mujahideen. Yes. And they're the ones that the CIA, the the, the capitalist, capitalist insurgency, insurgency agency, are funding with with new weapons and yes, uh, uh, new this, tactics. Well, basically, what they're doing is they're selling this new drug called uh, Wood Beast. Ah, yeah, it's a weird kind of thing where you it's, sort of stick your hand in a in a in a log and you get you get stung by it and then you trip balls. Apparently, if it doesn't kill you, it's like the way it's described. It's a bit like you know, uh, crocodile. Like it kind of oh, turns, yeah, crocodile. It kind of turns into this flesh-eating disease thing after you take it too much yeah. and often. 
and the secret alliance between the CIA. Huh, what a what a weird acronym. Yeah. And the and the, and the Hawk Mujahideen is known as Operation Condor. I, I like the sort yeah. of feathered implication it there. Does. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and, and seeing the success of Operation Condor toppling uh, uh, fairly decent, well-behaved regimes and, and promoting the, the, the much more aggressive and authoritarian dictators that are more sympathetic to the CIA's interests, Ming the Motiveless raises the alert level from Yellow Peril to Red Scare, which mm. is the highest it can go. It, it is a big Red Scare because, like, you know, yeah, uh, especially Prince Boring uh, in combination with uh, Flash Yeet are uh, massively destabilizing Mungo Jerry. Especially after uh, Yeet starts the uh, false rumor that the uh, water supply is being poisoned by uh, none other than Ming himself. Ah, yes. Uh, turning everybody on the planet against their benevolent ruler. Yeah, and he has really nothing. I mean, a lie makes it halfway across the world before the truth has got its pants on. It takes much more effort to debunk lies and especially bullshit. Than, and that's an interesting distinction that we've recently uh, seen happening a lot. It's yeah. like a liar cares about the truth because he knows what the truth is and he avoids it. A bullshitter doesn't care about the truth. He just wants to like uh, make. Yeah. He, he just like throws bullshit out there and like he doesn't care about the truth. And the objective is, is not to for you to believe the truth, but to consider everything to be bullshit. Yes. It's like nothing, if nothing can be falsified, then everything is like, you know, fact free politics, I suppose. And My ignorance is as good as your knowledge. Yeah, and that's the difference between a bullshitter and a liar. It's like, I see a lot of value in that. Yeah. yeah. The demands for respect and for attention and for civility. Yes. Even while breaking the most fundamental principles of uh, of discourse which is to mean what you say so turns out prince boring after he uh, spent some more time with yeet uh, starts to see what he is actually up to and he informs general kale that her counterpart oliver south is the person who is actually selling the, uh, the drugs the, yeah, the, the would-be drug to fund the uh, hawk mujahideen uh, yes for who and, and operation condor and the, and the and the whole sort of uh, domino effect of uh, authoritarian regimes that are which are like yeah they're selling the drug yeah. to the people of Mungo Jerry to actually help them fund the insurgents against their own government. Yeah. Taking a lesson from I think wasn't it the the, the British Empire at, at 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 some point like it had this it had this beautiful sort of two oh, the, opi- the opium trade. Opium versus yes. tea. Yes, like that's like the one. selling uh, so basically they, basically they bought the opium for next to nothing then used that to destabilize China and get in tea, which they could then sell back home for, like, shit tons of money. Yeah. And then they discovered that they could grow the tea pretty well in India as well, and so they just, like, decided to go <laughs> yeah. for slave labor there instead. The, the, the whole principle of an extremely expensive product being or being a major import good and then later on being found out to actually go like it, it reminds me of the uh, the Persian and Arabic uh, uh, spice trade to, ah. to to Europe and how how spice traders would invent the most absurd stories about yes there's the this this cinnamon is extremely precious I had to cross the desert of knives for a thousand nights and I had to fight the the, the giant bird rock and scrape this off of its eggs and I brought it to you and never mind that the actual plant that it, that it's arrived from growing is growing to- in his garden right behind him yeah. right there it, it, shit just fucking grows everywhere you just have to peel the bark off and there you go just try it and sell it here you go but the, the, the wisdom in like preserving that secret and that mystique uh, uh, which I guess is a is a lesson that the uh, capitalist insurgency agency has, has learned because the like the wood beast I mean, there's nothing in the stump that you put your hand into. It's just because you're you're stuffing your hand into into there, and you're producing more adrenaline because you're kind of scared of what might sting you. And no. meanwhile, you're inhaling the bark and the uh, specifically the fungi growing on the on the, the spores that like, are sending yeah, it out and the, the, uh, the ergot, and which that. could be which could be uh, produced later and like like 
turns into little sniffing capsules, and that, that that turns into a thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah and and they need yeah. little razors to, to to partition it out into lines. Yes, the, the the I also want something, as they say over here. Yeah. That's well, a, that's oh, a, it sounds gross when you say it in English. Well, I guess so. Het oog wil ook wat. Yeah, that's a, presentation uh, is like three fifths of the law. Okay, something like that. <laughs> this is a very confusing book, isn't it? I thought it was quite a struggle to get through. How about you? I rather enjoyed it. It was fast paced. It was a good laugh here and there. Especially, I thought the 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 ending because throughout all of this, I've been I've been really worried about about Ming. I mean, Ming is mostly like reacting. He doesn't he doesn't have much in the uh, in the, in the way of a, a, a response or initiative. That's the thing. It's like he's more he's more line. used to. Uh, arriving at a situation and seeing how it's occurred and seeing what the what the uh, uh, beliefs and desires of both parties are and then mediating in that but actually having his own people be one of the parties is a little bit out of his yeah. uh, comfort zone and he doesn't he doesn't quite realize and it takes him way too long to catch on to that i suppose uh, but eventually he does mm-hmm. and he and he realizes a rather novel solution because he he realizes that uh, 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 Oliver South there's probably a reference there that I'm not getting, by the way. Uh. And uh, General Kale and 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 Flash Yeet Gordon, like all of them, it is only in their rhetoric that they appear to really agree. Because the, the with many of these philosophies or ideologies, vagueness is is the way that they convey comprehensiveness. Only by being vague and by by having movable goalposts yeah. uh, uh, are they able to make their make their very very simple, very obvious and simple natural systems of uh, right. Of right. So if we, if we just like like leave out the definitions and everybody can like find themselves in the yeah, agreement exactly. that we uh, we came to, and then we can argue later about what we actually meant. Yes. And he realized that in order to fight the rising tide of Operation Condor, it is not necessary for him to strengthen the truth or to even counter the the bullshit hmm. of these of these bullshitters. It is much more effective to let them fucking self destruct. And so he brilliantly like publishes pamphlets of the ideology being spread, particularly literal descriptions of what has been said, which has not been super consistent between General Kale and. Gordon has been has been spreading on the on the, on the planet Mungo Jerry, resulting in uh, rather a fierce schism within Operation Condor. The the conflict between the neoliberalism versus libertarianism, which mm. is not the same thing, and those adherents are now starting to realize that they start fighting each other, which is yeah, still not ideal, but it's much better than the entire planet fighting itself. Yes, and you know, Ming can use that to uh, maintain control of his own power structure and. Uh, convince the government that he's still doing a good job like i mean with oliver south's uh, confession about the poisoning being just a, a scam and that the uh oh, the, yeah. the would-be's drug is the real problem on the planet uh, and he, he manages to like you know, retain control and like cement his position as a benevolent leader from from the war rocket ajax now renamed because if you can't beat yeah. him join him we like that philosophy <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, from which he fires his his calm ray to no avail but it's only with that with that last introduction the war rocket ajax that i'm really reminded of the flash gordon like serial and and and, and movies of oh, uh, of yore that's that seems like is that is that some weird uh, like cult scene that I've never uh, yeah yeah what, that I've what, never heard what about might say that but, yeah it's a it's a curious absence in your I mean I I I thought that these these names were very reminiscent I mean oh, even okay. Flash Gordon is in there although uh, apparently Australians know him as Speed Gordon oh yeah because the 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 word Flash was rather a pejorative like term when the, when the cartoons were coming out. no it just means like someone who's show offy oh, uh, okay. a bit of a wanker he's a bit Flash. 
Yeah, it's a bit flash. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't consider that like derogatory. We're not in 1920s Australia. Fair point. Or are we? Ooh. Ah, the not mysteries of the library not continue. Not that I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen any kangaroos yet. Those crafty buggers, that. Okay. What? Could there be kangaroos? I haven't seen them. Hope so. Libra- I hope they're not. Library cal- kangaroo. Cal- oh, uh, we- I'll figure something out. I'll li- figure something out. Library yes. Libra- Oh, you beat me to it. Yes, that's great. That's great. Oh, so this was rather a confusing book. I mean, it did go. It did go in a bunch of places. Didn't lots, really seem lots to- of weird politics. Uh, yeah. Dedicated to the brave uh, fighters of the Mujahideen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you can't win them all. Mm, no, I, I enjoyed it. No, you're you're right, and I think Ming proved you can indeed win them all. Uh, 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 as long as you don't fight necessarily on the terms that your adversary... You just have to fight the right battles. Yes. Like, don't let your opponent pick the battles. Yes. Yes. Because if anything, we can take away from the, this book, that's that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that all of our readers at home got that from from this, this, this bewildering book as, as well. So how are we going to rate this book? Oh, that's going to be a good one. The Black Star Chronicles. Yeah, the, um, Huh. Black Star kind of didn't come up, did it? I suppose that's like Mungo Jerry Star is traditionally oh, black. Yeah, okay, there we go. It's like it's, the, it's weird how lately the title of the book barely <laughs> seems to, to, to feature in... Did you know that most uh, writers itself? only have a cursory role in the title of their book? They can suggest something, but, the, the, but the publisher picks what the title of the book is going to be. And like, oh, no. And if you're a very popular writer, then you can like occasionally pull a, uh, a red card and that is like, no, I won't have that. But the publisher makes a decision in what the title of the book's going to be. Wow. Because there's a lot of, you have to be careful. Like, it doesn't, like, match anything which was published too recently or too similar uh, to yeah. this or that. That's, so, that's or, problematic. Or they another, figure, like, oh, uh, this is way too obscure a reference. Authors wow. have very little actual say in what the title is of, that, of the book that's going to be published. And so I reckon that's something that happened here. Yeah. Maybe it's been happening a lot where there's the, the, the title barely seems to factor into, well, the, into the book itself. But how many points in that star? We're sort of running out of numbers, aren't we? It is. It's, it's very hard to, like, judge books. Books by that, it's, like, it's it's also arbitrary. Like main sequence, so main, main sequence. sequence star. Oh, oh, what's good and so what's bad? Let's say very young is good and very and very okay. old is. I mean, not bad. In that case, I shall give it a red super giant. A red super giant out yes. of the main sequence of uh, of, of stars. <laughs> so, thank you to DJ Artisan and Tony Tellerico for writing the Black Star Chronicles, and thank you, the reader at home, for for listening on probably one of the more confusing episodes so far. But never mind. If you enjoyed, hmm, if you enjoyed this episode, good on you. V- very good on you. And please leave a review of our plucky little podcast on your service of choice and pick an episode you haven't listened to and just imagine what it's all about. You can find us at Cover My Arsecast on Twitter and CoverMyArsecast.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Now, Kay, what do we have in store for our readers next time? Next week's book is by Melissa Bank, The Worst Thing a Suburban Girl Could Imagine. <laughs> One shudders to think. Uh, thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And we, uh, I'm, I'm Kay. Oh, you're still doing that funny uh, yeah. And, and we only judge a book by its cover. cover. Yeah, this one, this one really did well. Well, it was. Let's just convince ourselves that it went really well. I thought it did. Very good, very good. I thought so too. No, 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 honestly, it's like we had more yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> don't be like that. That's our joke. Oh, my joke. <laughs>